Hey, buddy. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm great. Good. Was I right on the on the on this documentary? Yeah, it's pretty good. I uh, I guess you you like we're talking about it for, for like a week, I guess. And then listen, it was only two or three days, but it probably felt like a week. The amount I referenced it. I think it was longer than two or three days. But I went Maybe. home. I had I had Walker by myself, and I knocked it out in one night after I put him to bed. If you okay? Oh no, 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 no. It wasn't when I had Walker by myself because Emily started it with me, and then she went to bed, and I finished it. But I, I watched it all in, in one day. One to five star. Okay. Um, obviously, you've already read the description if you're listening to this podcast. Jerry and I are going to start doing a series where we just talk about basically just spoilers. So if you want to talk about a series after you've watched it, this one's on Outcry. I'm not going to explain what Outcry is because if you don't know what Outcry is, then you probably shouldn't listen to this. You should go watch it. It's on Showtime. Mm-hmm. You can get a free trial. It's for sure worth it. Just for the show. I was, I was looking through the rest of Showtime stuff. Not great. I know. Katie and I, uh, when we were out of town this weekend, we were going to watch some stuff on there. We kind of started scrolling through it, saw a couple TV shows and started a couple of different series. Never made it out of the first episode. Again, no shot at Showtime, but Outcry is um, COVID. Um, Outcry outcry is definitely worth it. It might have caught me when my allergies were bad. This might be a struggle for me to get through this episode. What would you give it? One to five stars. Um, I would give it four. And the only reason I caught this when I watched it, and then I was watching it when Emily was watching like the final two uh, episodes that she didn't watch the first night. And there's just like, uh, some of the like layout of the storytelling wasn't the best, mainly just like one part. So they like talk about the, the like search affidavit thing with his computer and stuff. Yep. I think it was like in episode three or four. And they like basically spend a lot of that episode talking about it, and then they come back and talk about it again. Yeah, they like move on to like a different part of the story and come back and to then it. come back. It just didn't really make sense to me. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. So I think they, I think it could have been like one episode shorter. So that's the only reason it gets a four instead of a five. Yeah, I'd probably give it a four. Honestly, I like. I think that the reason they had that fourth episode in was to drag out, like, because I think watching two other people. There's two or three other people that were talking to me when they were at episode three, and they just found out that information Mm -hmm. about the adult friend finder. Mm -hmm. Well, that like is a moment where I think a lot of people start to question. Yeah, and then it takes a whole build up in four. Yeah, so I get it. What didn't add an extra hour? Yeah, it did. Okay, very beginning of the documentary, you start watching it, and you hear the audio from the invest the investigator talking to that kid. And he says that he put his PP in his mouth. So I kind of the hardest audio I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah, that is super hard to to hear, especially um, with how casual it is. Like that kid's just saying his truth, mm-hmm. and it's the hardest thing in the world to hear. Yeah, yeah. Also came into it a little bit at an advantage because I heard you talk about it. I knew that he, I did like a. It's like an image search, I think, for him to yep. see what he looked like. And I saw pictures of him like getting out of jail, so I knew that he was out of jail, so I knew he didn't do it. So, I mean, it still doesn't change the fact that a, a little kid came in and did a interview and said somebody stuck their pee-pee in his mouth. That was the one thing I didn't know that I would be able to get over the hurdle out of the gate. Yeah. Was. Okay. I can't, why did he say Greg? Yeah, I don't know. But... That's a, oh. that's a weird... That's just like when you're sitting there and you're an investigator and then they say, Greg, who you know lived in the house, put his pee-pee in my mouth and you're four. Well, that, the investigator, you're like, this has got to be a open and closed case. Yeah. Well, the second the second interview, the second kid, didn't the investigator like call them, like mention Greg's name and then the kid came in? Yeah. Yeah, the first kid, I don't know if it had to do with... Those two dudes looking a lot alike, which I noticed before they even mentioned that in the show that they look—they actually do look a, a lot alike. They don't also anymore, could but, not look more different. Now. Yeah, yeah. One 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 guy's been pounding burgers and in, in jail, and yeah, one dude's trying to stay in shape while he's yeah. in jail. I, th- but, I think Jonathan grew the same. Jonathan grew no more in height. 
Yeah, he's also a lot shorter. Doubled in width. He's a lot shorter than I thought he was going to be when he came out. Yeah. Came out, and I guess this is when he came out in that yellow that yellow jumpsuit. Wasn't, wasn't flattering on him. Wasn't good at all. But um, the first interview I listened to, and it shut me down. Like, that bothered me a ton. And then I think the thing in the first episode that bothered me the most is can you just can you imagine personally having literally been not have done it? Like, in this scenario, you have not done it. What do you do? Yeah, and just getting that. Uh, who do you get that original phone call from? His brother. And he said, "Don't, don't come home." Yeah, I couldn't imagine getting that phone call and like learning that somebody accused me of assaulting a a four year old. Yeah, but you immediately go on the defense. Where you're yeah. immediately like, "No, there's no way I did it. Couldn't have happened." But like, court of public opinion is not real favorable, especially when you get when you get around your family and you start talking about it and you're swearing, and then the lawyer's like, "Hey." We're gonna, you're gonna have to turn yourself in. Yeah. And knowing who you are in that city, being that level of athlete in a town that loves football, knowing when you turn yourself in. Well, even probably that's it. Even probably before you turn yourself in. I think once the accusation's made, it's out. Yeah. That's what I think a lot of people are gonna the rest of his life associate him with that, even just with the accusation. Terrifying to me. Yeah. Especially the court of public opinion. You're done. Yeah. Especially if you are legitimately innocent. I think the weirdest thing in episode one that bothered me that they just kind of brushed over, and I think I noticed a lot of the stuff watching it the second time with Katie, was that the mom of the daycare, Jonathan's mom, mm-hmm. immediately gives him a lawyer. And then she's out of the story. Yeah, she was never back in the story. Like the She's gone. The whole series. They reference her at the very end when talking about the lawyer again. Where did she go? I don't know, man. That's the diciest piece of this documentary. And they like, and she like pushed pretty hard for him to live with them, which is also kind of dicey. Yeah. And apparently stood up in a booster meeting and said that her son wasn't good enough, but her other son, Greg, was going to, and he's going to go to the NFL and she's going to be his agent. Yeah. Like really kind of, it seemed like she wanted to maybe be a part of his journey, maybe selfishly, maybe not. And then all of a sudden, she's gone. She's just gone. She bounced. Never see her in the courtroom. Also, how's there no investigation of her daycare? I know. Like, I I guarantee you, if I'm even a parent of a kid who wasn't hurt, I'm over there. Yeah. Like, we're flipping tables. We're finding out what happened. Also, how... I think you mentioned this. You or Emily. How do you have a daycare and you have somebody living with you that have been rest, arrested like 16 times before? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't remember if Jonathan had been arrested yet. I think or not. I think they. I think he had. Like Some, before, her sons had though. Her maybe, other sons. No, I'm pretty sure it said Jonathan had been arrested like 13 times or 16 times or something like that. Maybe not because he was. He would have still been in high school. Yeah, I think it happened. was the other brothers. But maybe I, it was the brothers. Maybe yeah, he had a right. arrest. Um, but one of the brothers I thought had a minor charge already on him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, don't know how if you have an in-home daycare, how you just have some guy come live with you. Yeah. I know that he's a minor as well at the time. I think he was 17. But that's weird. Yeah. And then I guess, I guess at some point, Greg's girlfriend was over there too because they had that picture with the boy. And they're just alone with these kids. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's not a, for Greg and them. They're 17. But to own a daycare, I would hope that my daycare is not having boyfriends show up to hang out at the daycare and they're all just hanging out taking pictures of my kid. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. That is, that's super weird. That should be like the most protected place. Like, you're not background checked, you're not walking in. We're in COVID season. I can't even walk in right now. Yeah, I know. So they better not be letting somebody just roll in and then live there. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, some poor management of a daycare, it seems like. Hopefully she doesn't still have that daycare open. I'm sure she she would have a hard time getting uh, people to bring their kids to her now. For sure. Well, I mean, but hopefully part she doesn't of me have hopes a daycare so. at all. Okay. Who would you say is the biggest the biggest villain in this documentary? Well, it's a tough question. I th- well, it kind of depends on if old Jonathan is guilty or not, which I'm pretty sure he is. If he is, he uh, he is for sure. But as Can far- we agree that something that something for sure happened to at least the first victim? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any way that that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is a real bummer. Yeah, but if we're talking about like the whole um, 
like trial and court judicial system, if we're talking like a, a villain in that realm, probably, I mean, I got it. Oh man. I go back and forth between three people. Okay. I think I, I think I got to say the daily guy. He just seemed like he, he wanted a, a suspect. He wanted a arrest. He wanted a prosecution and he wanted a verdict. Yep. And he got it all. Yep. Like that dude, I, obviously I don't, I'm, I'm not an investigator. I don't know how, how like the court system works and the judicial system. Um, that dude had a, a lot of uh, stuff that he just didn't even investigate that I think, even if I got into investigating today, I'd be like, oh yeah, I probably, I probably should go check that out. Yep. He said nothing. Literally, but also, literally nothing. But also it seemed like Greg's first lawyer did nothing too. And she had a bunch of like outside information brought to her and she just completely shut it off. Yep. So I think it's got to be between them two, but then I always think of the ranger and how he just all of a sudden flipped. It seemed like he was on Greg's side. And then next thing you know, he's like falsifying a uh, affidavit report. Yep. I don't know. If I had if I had a pick, I'm going with Daly. Just because he looked pretty stupid on the stand. Yep. He, he looked very real, stupid. He looked real stupid on the stand. And I think he needed to look stupid. I also want to clarify before we say anything else, especially because I'm going to say a lot of dumb things probably coming up. I, I acknowledge, we both talked about this, this is a documentary. It's being told fairly from Greg's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I'm acknowledging there's probably gray area. There's things that we don't know that the other side could point out. So I acknowledge that. We try to look through a lot of that stuff. But I think my villain for sure is uh, that Sean Maddox, the police chief. Oh. That guy's arrogance, the whole documentary drove me nuts. Drove me nuts. The fact that he was allowed was allowed to step down and retire yeah. is insane to me. Yeah, he was pretty arrogant. He he kept saying there's only one suspect. There's only one there's only one victim and one suspect. It's like, well, but there's a lot of other evidence and you should be as a leader looking and saying I mean the uh the city council there basically just put on a circus and a show to look good. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything different. But they literally let this kid down. They don't acknowledge it. They never apologize for it. They didn't even look into a guy who, obviously, years later, there's people being raped because you didn't even look into him. Yeah. And Sean Maddox, there's the arrogance on that guy reeked. It was so bad to me. Yeah, he is. I kind of, I don't know how I kind of forgot about him. Every time they'd cut to him and he'd say something and he would just like, and then uh, when they got Daly on the stand saying, uh, what, what what is the point of a trial or what is the point of justice or what do you think is the most valuable thing? He said a successful prosecution. And they asked mm-hmm. him, he's like, you know, I don't agree with that statement, but he had his head in the right place. He's like, but he didn't know. He literally investigated nothing. Yeah. Literally did not do anything. And if we have the same DA, if Sean Dick doesn't come in, Greg Kelly's in jail for the rest of his life. Kudos, 25 years. Kudos to Sean Dick. Maybe the may but it's either uh, Sean Dick or Keith. Uh, Keith for sure. He's the hero. But I, I think there's something about a leader and who they're surrounded by. And you look at the detective and these these kind of bums hanging around. And you look at the the last D eight, and that one guy's now a judge. Yeah. And all of this stuff and their arrogance, and they have that stupid video that comes out that they put out in their DA's office. Bums. And then you look at Sean Dick and the people he put in there. And like they were all just like, we want justice. Yeah. We just want to know the truth. And if he's if he's guilty, let's put him away. If he's not, let's prove it. And but man, that attorney. That was tough. Which one? The his uh, the second oh, attorney, his... Keith. Oh yeah, yeah. Goat. Dude, he had, uh, Goat. Yeah. I think I think he was my favorite. I also what? I also appreciated and I don't think I think I would like to have heard his raw thoughts but when he got that case file. And he looks through it, and I bet you he's six and a half minutes in. And he's like, hold on. Greg didn't even live here then. Yeah. Let's go look at his phone records. Oh, he's literally on that day driving. We can prove he's gone. Yeah. Which, how how did, they, how did nobody investigate that? That's not the first thing you look at. If you're no. accused of something, how's the first thing you don't look at is, when was it? And then they change the date. Yeah. And it still doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, Keith, Keith is kind of the man. He kind of locked me up uh, that interview after 
I guess he got fully exonerated and he started getting choked up in his interview. He kind of locked me up a little bit. He's a man. Dude. That, I just, the uh, Patricia Cummings, his first attorney. She seems sketchy. I don't know. Do you think that she's involved with the family? They kind of made it, well, they allude to it at the end. They for sure had a history somehow. I forgot exactly how she like represented one of the brothers or something, right? Or multiple. So there's for sure a history there. Um, I don't know like what that history looks like or if they like stayed in contact or anything like that, but there was for sure a a history, some type of history there. She wouldn't even listen. Two, at least two people on record have said that they reference like, Hey, you should look into Jonathan. And she's like, wouldn't listen. Yeah. That's sketchy. And she had the date that the supposed crime happened and never looked into that. Never looked into it. Like, I think I could have done a better job than almost everybody that was involved with that, except Keith. Well, they're late, though. I mean, you, they get into a whole new era. They all handled it seemingly well besides that uh, Texas Ranger. Yeah. But, I mean... I, I, I would like to go back and almost listen to that trial and see. Like, I don't know what what argument she could have even made if, like, because those, those are two pretty big arguments that he wasn't, didn't even live there at the time and that you should check out uh, Jonathan. Yeah. And she didn't, obviously, she didn't, she didn't make those two arguments. I don't know what her case was even built around. Yeah. So I would have liked to have heard it too. The... The interview of the second kid with, uh, what's the detective's name? Daly? Yeah. The fact they went through three interviews, the kid denies it all the time, and then he says Jonathan's name in the interview. Yeah. And they never investigated him. Yeah. So they ask him, why did you say his name? He's like, well, he used another person in the house. Did you ever investigate him? No. The kid said that he did it, though. The kid said Jonathan did. Like, at no point. And then they try to bring that kid in to trial, and the kid's like, no, it didn't happen. Yeah. And again, if something happened, that's probably the hardest thing about watching this documentary is these kids are also victims. hmm So I know it's about Craig and him, like, his story, but these kids are hurt. And so it's like, the letdown, I know it seems like they let Greg down, which they did, but they also let those families down. They also let that girl at the very end down. Yeah. Dude, Daly's the worst. Yeah. If he's listening to this, I'm not worried what, about it. You know why? Because there's no way that he has the, the skills to find this podcast. I know. There's no way. What he is he he's still like with the police department, isn't he? He just resigned after the documentary came out. Okay. I cannot remember where he stood. I I cannot remember the update they gave on him. I cannot imagine being Greg though and being in prison every day. Especially being in prison. I'm not glad they talked about it. Being in prison for the crime that he was in for and knowing that everybody in there wants you. Yeah. Everybody in there wants wants to kill you. Yeah. And you're trying to maintain your innocence, which a lot of people probably are as well. And, and then... And he went in... He was, what, 17 when he went in? Yep. That's young. I think about, like, those moments where it's right before his sentencing, and he's in there with his family, and they get five minutes. And his attorney walks in and says, hey, there's a deal. You can take it 25. You'll get the minimum, but you can't appeal. And then just leaves. And he's got to talk to his brothers and be like, "Do I take the no appeal?" Because yeah. at that point, you got to think you're not—you're literally never getting out. Yeah, twenty-five years. Yeah, you're getting out at forty-four. Yeah, that's a—that's a long time. That's a terribly long time. And his attorney was, what a dropped ball. And yeah. then the—and then the last juror, who just got tired. Oh, the the one vote for Greg. He got yeah. tired. All he's got to do is hang it, and Greg doesn't go to jail. Yeah. Do you think it's better for Greg that he did spend a few years in jail? Probably not. Versus if that juror would have hung and then it would have maybe skated. And so everyone from that point on would have for sure thought Greg did it. Yeah. Maybe At least in, now the truth seemingly came out. Yeah. I guess I guess so in that instance. But he also lost like a lot of time with his athletics. And he's finally back and there might not be a football season. Yeah. That was one of the things that also was kind of weirded out. The football thing's hard. Like – from a athlete standpoint, I'm sure it's a bummer for Greg, but it's also just a bummer spent losing four years of your life, six yeah. years of your life, really. Are just losing it? Yeah. 
I don't know how. I think the real hero probably is his now wife. Oh yeah, she yeah. The fact that she said she said uh she would have waited twenty five years for him. And she just stuck. Like she had to obviously she believed that he was innocent the whole time. But just like sticking with him even though like his reputation was that he was a child molester now. He he had a he has to He's like a registered sex offender, or he was, wasn't he? I don't know if you have to register till you get out. Which that I also didn't understand that, because he he was registered at one point. He mentioned, and Jonathan never had to register. Jonathan also pled guilty, yeah, to raping a fifteen year old and never had to register. And part of that plea was because when people Google you, they'll see you, but you don't have to register. Yeah, that's a nightmare. So that didn't really make sense to me either. Um. But yeah, his uh, his girlfriend, man, she's willing to wait twenty five years. I know, and she did. She what? She waited what four years? I I lost it. I lost it. Um, and they're like talking at the end, and it cuts to her walking down. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's standing there, and then you see that that random dude that has pushed that whole like oh, yeah. Craig campaigns doing the ceremony. Which I, I thought they I thought they like knew each other before this. But apparently they didn't even know each other. He just, I guess he looked into the case or whatever and like formed some type of like advocate group. And he said within 24 hours of a friend saying something to him, he had talked to the mom. And then within 24 hours, they were at the school with 200 people. Dang. He was a pilot. Yeah. I always love scenes like that in a documentary where it's like a completely, like seemingly irrelevant detail. Yeah. It's like in a Tiger King whenever that, uh, that store owner's just riding the jet ski. And you're just like, what? What are we doing? You know, you know that guy was like, hey, come out Wednesday at 3 p.m. You got to come out to the airport. Get the you can get an interview with me by my plane. No, it was uh, it would have been at 8:50 a.m. because they're uh, waiting yeah. on that. They're oh, waiting yeah. on that thing yep. to come in. Yep. You're right. He's every day looking Which at that, that. Yeah, that would take my anxiety level through the roof. Yeah. Because what if you refresh that and they deny everything and you go back to jail? I know. It's just all over. Or you got to go back to trial. Or go back, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if they were overbuilding it for the documentary. Like, I don't know if they had better feeling. But hearing that one judge who sits on the Court of Appeals say that they only did seven. Yeah. Which also, this made me, like, really want to look into the Court of Appeals. The fact that you have nine judges... All prosecutors on there? Yeah, that's... That's a little dicey. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she said they did like three to five in seven years yeah. is what it was. What did I say? Seven. seven. Yeah, it was in seven years. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which that's nuts. That's terrifying. Yeah. So you, you can't... I guess you can't be super hopeful that it's going to come down. Yeah. That, I think that was the first moment that I, I locked up was when he's sitting on his bed in New York and he's scrolling on his TV like a weirdo yeah it's a little weird but I think it's for TV I was also kind of giving him a hard time whenever like I started crying he's crying and then he calls uh, Keith the attorney and he's talking to him and I know the cameraman's going speakerphone oh yeah put it on speakerphone <laughs> we want to hear this uh, and he does but yeah I mean every day that crew yeah. had to be with him every Wednesday. Yeah. For how long did it take? Like two years? Was it over two years? Maybe unless, it was a little under two years. Unless they staged remember. it, yeah. So it's like over 100 weeks that you're checking every single week. I also cry whenever Keith is doing the uh, press conference. Yeah. And he locks up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Dude. I don't know. I can't imagine, one, the thought of being not only people thinking you're guilty, but then going to court and them saying that you did that and knowing in the back of your mind that you were just completely and utterly let down by the justice system. Yeah. You were let down by your attorney. You were let down by the DA's office. You were let down by the investigator. You were let down by the juror, jury, which I guess I wouldn't completely blame the jury. And by like your best friend's family. Best friend's family. I mean like... While... What did, what, what did they say happened to his dad? He had like a stroke or something yeah injured dad had a stroke yeah something happened to his mom yeah they're both not in good health you're really by yourself yeah your brothers are there your girlfriend 
Also, shout out to her family. Yeah. Because I think Katie's family's probably not giving me the benefit of the doubt. They're great people. But that's a hard accusation. And you got to really trust when somebody says, I didn't do it. Yeah. Dude, I just cannot imagine. And then you got this Texas Ranger coming in, and he gets up on the stand, and you're finally getting a chance to get heard. And he's like, yeah, well, we got to leave Greg as a suspect, but, you know, this case has been poorly handled. You kind of take a deep breath. And then a few weeks later, in the media, he puts out that you have four screen names on Adult Friend Finder that you've been meeting up with people and having sex. And you're, or you're a deviant porn viewer. Yeah, and the weeks leading up to that. But then to put that information out, and then to go check it and say, Adult Friend Finder, you hear it on the documentary say, yeah. we have no record of any of this. Yeah. How is that not, how is that not criminal? Uh, yeah, I feel like it should be. I have no idea how it's not. Yeah, I, that dude... And also, he just randomly threw another suspect in there when he was initially up there, like on Greg's side. I don't, I don't know the time frame between when he like first appeared in court and then when he did that, the whole affidavit thing. I think three weeks, two two weeks or so something that's, like that. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, he had information while he was sitting up there, quote unquote, or yeah. they fabricated some stuff. I think if you watch this documentary, if you take anything away from it, on the justice side is that your vote for DA and your local government that may not seem important to you is massively important. Yeah. Massively important. The two DAs before um, Sean Dick both have the, what, the terrible criminal the history. The first now. one, the dude was what, wrongfully in prison for 25 years. Yeah, for killing his wife. And then that lady was a, I think it was a lady. Yes. She retired. The no, new, no, she lost the election. Oh yeah, to this to this lady. Yep. Um, and then she had the whole Greg case. Yep. And she she's the one that killed herself. Yeah. Correct. At the yeah. end of this. I mean, that whole team. I don't know. The scary thing to think like that they're graded like as a as a baseball player, you have a batting average, and like to think that they rank up based on their how well they are at prosecuting. Is, is a scary thought to me that no. as soon as they think Jared Van did it, the job is no longer to find the truth, but to nail Jared Van. I, I, I get, I'm sure lawyers are like, of course that's just the way it is. That's not really who we're voting in. Yeah. Like that's terrifying. Terrifying to me. This dude could have spent really the rest of his life in prison, pled out. Also, the plea deal at the gate, if he would have done it, was a good plea deal. Mm-hmm. Five years probation, no jail time. Which is basically what he spent in jail. But he would have been a sex offender for the rest of his life. Yeah. And I think that he would have never gotten that overturned because I think because he pleaded and yeah. said he was guilty. Yeah. So he would have just had that. But you that can't you can't, you can't say it though. Like if you didn't do it and it's sitting there oh, yeah, and your sure. family's saying, Listen, Jerry, we just won't live by a school. We don't think you did it, but you're gonna have to say you did it. I I think I'd still say I gotta fight it. Yeah. Surely yeah. the evidence is gonna come out. You got to believe there's a Keith out there somewhere. It's going to have her back. Also get a good lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. He, pro- he probably, obviously, probably wasn't well-versed in... He's 17. He's 17. I'm 30, and I don't know if I'm ready for trouble. And I'm sure he trusted... I don't even know his, her name now, Jonathan's mom. I think it's a little sketchy she's not in the documentary anymore. Yeah. There's something there. She just completely disappeared. There's something for sure there. Like I feel like she should have been a pretty big part of the story. Yep. And they didn't like. There's nothing on her. Like no, she denied requests for interviews or anything. Yep. What happened in her house with one of her daycare kids? Yep. With somebody that was living in her house supposedly. Yep. Another suspect is her son. You just never hear from her. The amount of people who wronged Greg and the victims to me for their own career is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even his lawyer gets up there at the very end. She's going to get on trial. I don't know how you like live with yourself. I know that, that one lady obviously couldn't, but um, how you live with yourself knowing that you just put a 17-year-old in jail and he's probably innocent. Yeah. 
I do think his first lawyer did not want him to go to jail. Uh-huh. I don't think there was any career benefit for her. I think after the fact, when all this information starts coming out, and then she starts fighting for her career more than Greg is a scary. Yeah. And then she's like going to the she's like going back door through her attorney to the court of criminal appeals. Yeah. She gets on the stand. She's like attorney. Like she's gonna basically say that Greg was a bad client. What? Yeah. He was seventeen. Yeah. Oh. And and the and the Texas Ranger, I think it was a Texas Ranger, said that he was, he was like dishonest and evasive with them. I feel like every question that was asked, even like about the like the SpongeBob pajama pants, he's like, yeah, I wore those before. So he fe- he seemed like pretty honest. Like he, when they asked him, "Have you taken a lie detector?" Yes. Did you pass all the questions? No, I've I've failed one question every single time. They asked him what question it was. I think it was just it, once, though. I, I thought it was like every time he took it. Okay, well, because he, he passed the one completely he, with his attorney. Yeah, with his attorney, but the ones that, the one that they did, and he he admitted that the question that he always failed was, uh, "Did every, you put your PP in the kid's mouth?" Yeah, and he failed it. Yeah, yeah, and he said that. So I feel like he was. Yeah, I don't know. But he also the text ranger asked him if he had watched porn, uh-huh. and he said yes. He said yeah. Yeah. Dude. So yeah. The other person that I'd like to have a conversation with is this gym owner. So I don't what's 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 the story with him? Because I don't know if I just like what uh, if I was pay if I was like uh distracted when he was on there or what. Very weird. So they for some reason the prosecution brings him in because Greg worked out at his gym mm-hmm. and he liked Greg and they would talk and Greg had told him that he was a Marine. And that that and this gym owner's military, former military, and so they're like talking about this stuff, and then later he finds out that Greg's not a marine, and so he's like, "This dude just basically was living a fake life with me. He's a liar." They needed somebody to make Greg a liar, to show his poor character, uh-huh. and that he is lying to everybody. Everyone thinks he's this great guy, but he's been telling this gym owner that he's a marine. Which my thing was like. You own a gym. People don't feel any paperwork when they come in. You didn't see this kid was 17. He's telling you war stories and he's 17, my man. You didn't even look at it. He looked 17. He's a pretty big kid. Yeah. So, okay, I'll give him that. And he seemed very mature for his age. And the guy was very defensive in his interviews. Like, if somebody wants to talk to me about it, then come talk to me. I'll tell him that Greg's a liar. It's like, and they, they just cut to Greg. He's like, I never told that guy I was a Marine. And again, maybe Greg did. Maybe that was, he was 17. He was feeling himself. This guy's military. They were, he made a joke one day. He just wrote it out. Kind of like that, uh, that dude from the league that told the 9-11 story for four years in the media. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, I don't know. But just because that happened doesn't mean that Greg abused a kid. Yeah. It's a pretty big jump to make. It doesn't make Greg look good. Having anybody, if someone just came up and was like, yeah, Logan's been telling me forever that He's a Marine. Everyone's like, what? I'm sure... Also, Greg looks more like a Marine than me. I'm sure if that's uh, what we're going off of to discredit 17-year-olds, there's probably not a credible 17-year-old in the on the earth. Yeah. I'd also like to take that same filter and put it on Daily and Maddox. Yeah. I'd put on a lot of people and say, let's see how credible you are. You bums. Yeah. I'm just... I think that... I know that they don't get... I don't know when they're being interviewed in this documentary. Like, if all of this evidence isn't out. But, I don't know. Just the arrogance in them was brutal to me. Yeah. Daly's not interviewed in the documentary, though, is he? No, I think they show, they show clips of him. Yeah. But he... That dude looked like an idiot on the stand. Yeah. I thought the lady they brought in that was an expert on children interviews mm-hmm. of the study where they did the doctor interview on camera and then mm-hmm. they like implied things and that carried on was interesting because that was the one piece that i was like where i understood where daily was coming from if you hear that name under that accusation and he lived in the house that's hard to just like disprove yeah but i feel like you got to do some more stuff beyond that to, to actually prove it oh you mean like ask if there's more men in the house yeah. Like that might have been an early question for me. Or just investigate 
the other stuff the kid said, like the SpongeBob pants and another well, kid that mentioned Jonathan. And the only room that they claim by the end of the whole thing, the only room they claim it happened in. Yeah. Which is the couch room. Jonathan's room. Yeah. And oh, by the way, we don't have pictures of that room because of the investigator. We only have it because CPS. Yeah. Wait, you guys didn't even go out there? Yeah. That's nuts. But the, what's crazy, though, is they won the case. No investigation. Outside of really this one, they have the gym owner, and then they have this kid's evidence. And the kid's thing is very, I mean, that's a hard thing to get over. The kid's saying Greg's name. That's I get that. I think but it's, it won. I think it's because it sounded like his lawyer didn't have anything to bring to the table to prove his innocence. Because it sounded like think, she didn't look at anything either. I don't know how you just get there and say, you guys are saying it happened here. It's been out for a month. Like, well, we have another yeah. date. Well, you guys don't know when it happened then. Yeah. Craig may or may not have even been in the house. They also look alike. Uh-huh. We also didn't even talk about the SpongeBob pajamas. Which there's how many how many people in the documentary that they just talked to said he wore them to school all the time. Yeah, I think every single one of them. The girl said that he showed up to her house with her sister in those pajamas. Yeah. He's lied about it repeatedly. Dude. Four stars. Yeah, four stars. It's worth the watch. It makes it just makes the thing the thing that makes me the most nervous is that it happened here. Like this isn't like a thing where I I don't I just don't see maybe Greg did do it. I just don't see how it's even possible with all the evidence. Yeah, I don't think so either. And they for sure have a uh, a better suspect. Yep, that lived in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing. The th- oh, yeah. And also the family's background history. Yeah. Uh, the thing that makes me nervous is you look at these 17, 18, 19, 20, 25 year old kids that get in trouble. Signs point to them. They have a terrible defense lawyer. Incompetent defense lawyer. You have a prosecution who just needs to get a prosecution. And then you have someone like a Texas Ranger who. We're all sitting at home. You and I are looking at a case. We see some tweets come out. We see that this guy Greg's got an adult friend finder account. And he's been meeting up with people and having sex. He's watching kind of crazy porn. It's like a weird scenario. You get all these quote-unquote facts that get put out. And then you build your own case in your head. And then Greg gets put away. And you're like, all right, another guy off the street. Yeah. But like, who's vetting that? Yeah. Why is there no punishment for in the media putting out these four screen names that literally we, we, they call on the thing yeah. and prove it wrong. Hey man, that's criminal. Yeah. That, that really is. Also his little smug smile when he's sitting outside of there when Craig's being released. Very weird. That is super weird. I think, I think one of my favorite parts of the whole documentary was when his mom was trying to get up. Greg's mom was trying to get up to talk in front of the city council and she like stands up and she's like, my name is Rosa. I am Greg's mom. They're like, ma'am, you have to fill out, you have to fill out a paper to talk. And then you can just tell the crowd, just like, Oh, give me a break. And then Greg stands up and he's like, Hey, can you show me some decency? dude? Can you show me a little bit of decency? My mom speak. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'll just say this. I'm not Greg. Because if I'm in that moment, I would hopefully not feel so self-righteous. Hopefully I learned something. But in that moment, that's the moment for me where I'm like, hey, what's up, mother freakers? <laughs> do, we want, do we want to talk about this right now? Yeah. Because we don't have to talk about this. We can take Daly and Maddox out in the parking lot. We can just all toss hands and figure out how it works. But then when his mom gets up there, I don't know if she wrote anything. Didn't look like she did. And I think put together a very good speech. Yeah, she did. The thing that got me, Katie paused it after she said it. First off, they didn't even acknowledge that his dad had passed away, which I thought was a pretty big piece. Mm-hmm. I was kind of asking that. Well, he, he was like never... I say, Do they like show any pictures of him uh-huh. or anything? I don't think you ever they seen like mentioned him in that first episode that he had a stroke or whatever. And then he... She gets up there and then she says, I'm asking. No, I'm not asking. I'm demanding. Uh, yeah. Katie's like, pause it. She's like, that's every mom everywhere. Yeah. They almost sat her down because she didn't didn't sign up paper. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. 
yeah, that I don't know. That was that was a hard thing, and I I did appreciate Greg at the very end. Oh, easily the part that locked me up the most. Such a small detail, but the last judge seemed amazing. Mm-hmm. So she brings Greg up there, and then she said, "You know, five years ago you're sitting at that table." He acknowledged it. She said, you were there by yourself, and today I want your family with you. Mm-hmm. And they came up there, and as soon as she said that, I just, like, started. That's, like, when I was sitting in my chair at 1 in the morning, just, like, uncontrollably crying. And, like, for her to, like, validate him. But then the fact when he – I was glad when he talked that he acknowledged out the gate. Like, this isn't a good day for everybody. Yeah. There are – there's still a victim or victims who are affected by this. And I've, I've spent my whole life trying to prove to my – to not only people around me, but to you. Hopefully one day I can show you. That I am innocent. That's the weird thing is like it's like this moment at the end of the documentary where you're like, yes, Greg's free. Maybe he's gonna play football at UT. This is gonna be dope. And then you're like, there's also a kid who was violated in what should be the safest place ever. Yeah. And they didn't investigate it. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it again tonight. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever watch it again. It was a good one though. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. So thanks for uh Talking about it for three weeks to me. I literally only knew about it. The only reason I watched it is so you would stop talking about it. That was the goal. And now we're doing a whole podcast on it. Are you pushing the mic away to leave? No. I'm, oh. fix my head. I'm just kidding. Um, I just needed to process this out loud. Because I haven't had anybody else really watch it. I made Katie watch it on a three-hour drive. So we knocked it out. Yeah, there was uh, definitely a lot of mishandlings. It's pretty, it's pretty sad and kind of scary. It, oh, it's really scary. It's a scary case study if you look at it and you say this is definitely happening every day. And I know that detectives, police have an incredibly hard job. Judges have a hard job. DAs have a hard job. But the mishandling across the board on this case is terrifying to think that it's for sure happening in places. Does, does Greg get out of jail if Greg isn't good at football? Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I he, don't may, rem- he probably wouldn't have the media support. I don't remember how Keith initially got involved with the case. Patricia Cummings took it to him. I'm okay. pretty sure. That's why I don't think that she's a like okay. a, a villain villain because she took him the case. Yeah, and said, "Can you do something with this?" She just seemed like she did very little for him for thinking that he was innocent. She did very little for him in the first in the initial case. At first, I thought that maybe she thought it was a slam dunk, and she just overplayed and then got brutalized in court. Yeah, that might have been it. I don't but know. All her interviews after that did not feel that way. It felt like... Because she referenced at that one conference that she believes he's innocent. Yeah. And then she's a part of the Innocence Project, fighting for this whole change in Texas, and then literally goes against it to save her career over Greg. Yeah. And that's the scary part, is when a DA's career, a detective's career is more important than the people they're going after and people are spending life in prison for someone's career, that's terrifying. Yeah. And that's that's why I wanted you to watch this go. I wanted you to learn, man. I wanted you to learn about the justice I system. I learned a little bit. We've been deep into conspiracies. And this this one gives us a glimpse uh-huh. that it's possible. I, I knew it was possible. You didn't until this documentary, and you're welcome. Not, I know you did. Yeah, I know well. you did. Also, vote in your local elections. Yeah, I don't know how you. I don't know how you can decipher with a DA because there's not a lot of information sometimes. But yeah. doesn't have to be. Sometimes you're just picking between two people, but you got to make sure that the person you're putting in there has got a lot of power. Well, it should have. It should sounded like it should have been a slam dunk, no matter who they elected. After the previous one put a guy away for 25 years. I know. But then it just happened again. I know. The very next DA. And then the other two people on on the work with her, the assistants, both benefited heavily from it. Yeah, and she did not. He's a judge, and I'll probably end up in his court one day, and this podcast will come out. <laughs> Mr. Draper, hello. <laughs> Those things, yeah, I don't know, man. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you've listened to, or you've already watched it. If you haven't, then if not, you already know the whole story now. Yeah, and you should go watch it still because it's a great, it's a great watch. I think we should do another one of these on Last Chance You. Yeah. Because that's going to, we'll see. We'll see if it's good. So it's going to be good. I'm hoping. My, I don't want to start it yet because I'm going to binge it. Mm-hmm. 
And I, don't, I haven't binged anything in a long time until Outcry. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I watched a whole series in one day like I did with that. It was, it was, it's also only five episodes, but yeah. I, guess, I guess the episodes are like an hour long. It was long, and there were definitely parts in it that I just wanted to get to the end. Like, you're just kind of like, I'm, I'm so invested at this point, I got to know. But there's every once in a while, there's just like that that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I cannot believe this continued to happen. Yeah. A different jury, a different attorney, a different investigator, a different police chief, a different DA, any one of those things is different. Greg Kelly never goes to jail. Yeah. But then also, how lucky is it that the redhead guy, who I've completely done disjustice by not knowing his name, Bryden or something, literally fought for him, not knowing him, which, if this doesn't work out, is very weird. I thought, I thought, like, the whole time that he was, like, a family friend or something. Nope. And he wasn't. And if this doesn't work out, it's very weird. You're just a random dude who's starting, like, with, with not having any facts yet, going off of gut and off a couple conversations. And then, but he did say at the very beginning, which I did appreciate, if any point in this I find out or there's evidence to Lynn that, that he is guilty, then we're walking quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Be careful. Call me before anything happens and I'll make sure you get a good attorney. Okay. I'll be your attorney. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to go through that whole process. So hopefully it never happens to me. I think the thing is just don't don't say or do anything, even if you're innocent, until you have an attorney. Yeah. Man, what'd you get it all out of your system? Yeah, I feel better. Thanks for letting me do it. You need to discuss anything else? We didn't have to post this. I just needed to do it. Any other people we need to talk about? Do we hit every character? Yeah, I think so. Jonathan uh, McCarthy's a... Yeah, that's he's, a tough he's out of jail now. Somehow. Okay, this is the last thing I want to talk Got about. Got out in February. Yeah, this is the last thing I want to talk about. This documentary, I think, was done pretty well. And I acknowledge that it's done from a perspective. I kind of think they may have done that girl wrong that's in the documentary the whole time. That's against Greg the whole yeah, time? Yeah, I think that they may have done her wrong because she doesn't know any of this information yet, mm-hmm. I think, for the most part. And they're putting her on the spot, and she is less, I think that she is less anti-Greg and she's more pro these victims. Yeah. So in her brain, they said his name, he's guilty, she wants justice. And I think if she was able to see all the information, I think she could have shifted where her, so I think that I kind of worry that maybe she, when she watched this is like, yeah, wouldn't stand by some of that because she didn't have the information based on her trusting the victim, which she should, and then also trusting the justice system. Yeah. So I think that was the only person that I was like, man, but she, also, she comes across very arrogant as well. She also stuck to her guns after he was exonerated. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't but know. I, what, is there ever, I don't know if they ever talked to her after the New York thing. I think they talked to her after he was exonerated. Maybe, they did. maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I just know, I remember them asking if, He's innocent. Will you still feel this way? And she said yes. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. I don't. I don't remember. And then that sweet girl at the very end shows up. That redhead girl. Yeah. And I thought her testimony was pretty. Katie was kind of getting mad at her a little bit because she went, she went to a frat party when she was fifteen. That's not a good look. But he, but also when she's like, I don't care if Jonathan only gets you know uh, two yeah. months or whatever. We just want. And it's like, yeah, I hear you. But he also needs to. Like yeah. you were hurt. Like obviously, going to jail doesn't deter future crimes for him, because he's been no multiple times. He just keeps doing the same things. Hopefully, he'll figure his stuff out. Hopefully, Greg has a great. Hopefully, I kind of like to see him play some football. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer for him that he's trying to walk on this year, <laughs> and there might not be football this year. <laughs> the one year of a global pandemic is the year dude he's able to play. Dude can't catch a break. He can't. But you know what? Maybe he's not supposed to play football. Maybe not. He's got he's got a bad A wife with him who's rode with him through all of it. Good people around him. Seems like a very smart, intelligent kid. Mm-hmm. He's, what, 24 going on, probably 44 in his life experience. He's going to be okay. Yeah. I would also be literally terrified of every time I got pulled over. Oh, I know. I would, I would be terrified. I would pay everything on time. I would just be scared all the time. Yeah. 
Hopefully he's not that way. All right, what's your word of wisdom? We're doing a word of wisdom with a spoiler show. What would be? What would be? Um, okay, uh, no, 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 let's flip it. Let's do it different. What would be if you can pick one character in the show and give them a word of wisdom? It can be somebody who did really good. Well, it's probably for the whole, the whole team, the whole initial team. I say, I would say, hey, a dude's life is way more important than you securing a promotion. Yeah. Which that's not even that shouldn't be a word of wisdom. That should just be a a common sense uh, humanity type thing. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's not the case. So I would say, hey, if you're an investigator, investigate. Bull. Just maybe look into a couple options. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. exhaust all resources before you put a guy in jail for 25 yeah. years. That's a good one. That's a that's a really good one. That was what mine was going to be. Yeah. Just the investigator. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely. Just, I would. I would just talk to uh, my boy Maddox and anybody else who is a leader of people. Is that I think it's important to ride with your with your squad. But at some point, you got to have some behind closed doors, hard conversations, and say, "Hey, we dropped the ball." Yeah. And he, using his own words, the buck stops here. I'm the leader. I'm responsible. Then I think you should take some responsibility, and uh, lead with integrity. And I get not being, like, getting up in front of everybody, you know, on the news and just tossing one of your police officers or investigators or under the bus. I think that's not good. But behind closed doors, you got to be able to look at the information and say, because I asked him, do you think he did his job well? And he said, yes. And if that's what you think is good, you probably shouldn't be doing your job. Yeah. And obviously, if he's a police chief, he's not. He's done some things well in his career. Maybe he was just attached to this guy. Maybe they were buddies and he just didn't want to toss him. But I think he should. I think from a leadership standpoint, you do have to own it, but not just like the buck stops here. No, no, no. Like, dude spent 25 years in jail. There's yeah. victims that don't have... There's other people who were hurt from another guy who was in, could have been investigated. So, the buck didn't stop there. No. Good luck, buddy. That's all I got. You got anything else? No. Thanks for listening. We'll do a last chance you won. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what the series is. I've been scribbling words on a cocktail napkin Scratching a lucky strike ad madmen My rapping is sorta old-fashioned Window shopping, hip-hop and mannequin Roger to his Don Draper, we make songs Elevator music, rock to the PM Dawn Copping a new John, mocking your crew song I'm dope in the pocket, plus hot with a suit on We madmen